Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode three. Josiah and Adele Hodgett here with Worthy of the Calling podcast. This is your first time finding us. First of all, welcome. But also, you may want to press pause and head on over to episode one. We have a three-part series that we are starting off with telling about the three main reasons why we're doing what we're doing with the Worthy of the Calling podcast. Why don't you go ahead and explain what those three things are? Yeah, um, so we want everyone who is listening, um, first of all, we want you to become encouraged um, Mm -hmm. just through uh, what we teach you and um, maybe some things that we might show you. Um, uh, Second of all, we want you to become confident in what you believe. Um, Mm -hmm. And third of all, we want you to become activated in your faith. Yes, so as we join each other on this journey, we are encouraged we are becoming more confident in what we believe and we're sharing that with you and this is an activation of our faith so it really is a partnership when you're choosing to join with mm-hmm. us we're just excited to see what god's going to do with this and so we're excited to continue on now part three last week we talked about part two um, what it means to be confident as believers and being confident is rooted in first and foremost our assurance of salvation we know that we are saved we can know that we are saved and that's a promise we can stand on that is beyond a shadow of a doubt, we are saved. The other thing that we can rest on, rest on is the promises of God. And then when we're rooted in those things, we can make a stand. And there's two stands that we talked about. You can make a stand against the enemy, the devil. He plans to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. And we can also uh, take a stand against him, but we can also detangle ourselves from those chains and that sin in our lives that tries to tangle us up tries to hinder us and trip us up so we're not effective for the kingdom. And so when we stand on those promises and we walk out confidently this calling that we are called to, this call of salvation, we can make that stand and we can run the race Mm -hmm. with perseverance. Mm -hmm. Like we said, we are here to encourage you. We're here to build you up, build up your confidence in what you believe so that you can walk worthy of the calling, the calling of God. It starts at salvation. But then it bears so much more fruit in our lives than just getting to go to heaven when you die. The calling is not just eternity with God, which is awesome, but it's also an abundant life. That's that word we love, abundant life, here and now, which is also awesome. So we're going to talk about that tonight. And when we get to that, we're talking about abundant life. We're talking about living worthy of the calling. We are looking at two different areas that are fruitfulness in the believer's life. And that's what we're going to cover tonight. Two things. First of all, we're going to be looking at the fruit of the Spirit, so the Spirit of God working in our lives, what happens when we keep in step with Him. And then we're also going to be looking at the gifts of the Spirit. And maybe for some of you, that'll be kind of a kind of a mystic-sounding sort of thing. Maybe your church or your belief system hasn't gotten you to where you're talking about activated in your gifts. But we're going to go there tonight, and we hope you're blessed by it. So with that, the first verse we are going to be looking at is in Luke This is a very Bible-centric podcast, so if you do not have a Bible by you, go ahead and stop and grab one and come back. We'll wait. Hit pause. Or Uh, if you need one, let us know. We'll get one for you. We will get you a Bible. We believe everyone should have the Word of God in their life. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be looking at Luke. We love Luke. Why do we love Luke? Well, we went through a Luke reading in December. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went through chapter by chapter every um, evening in December. Um, starting with December 1st and up through Christmas. Yeah, it was beautiful. So that really inspired us a lot. We love the author, Luke. We're going to look at not just Luke, but also Acts a little bit tonight. And he wrote both of those. So a little bit of context. This is Luke. He's uh, a friend and a co-missionary of the Apostle Paul. We've been reading about him a little bit because we've really focused a lot on Ephesians. That's where we get our key verse, Ephesians 4.1. I urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received. 
And so we're looking at this man now, Luke, Luke being a, a friend of Paul's and a historian in some regards. Um, and so he took it upon himself to write a very detailed narrative, both the life of and, and times of Jesus Christ, the birth mm-hmm. and everything, and then also all the way through the book of Acts, the birth of the church, and on through that. So we're pretty big fans of Luke. We appreciate what he contributed. Um, but why don't you go ahead and read the Luke twenty four forty nine? Yeah, reading from the Christian Standard Bible <clears throat> version. And look, I am sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. All right, so let's put this in historical context. This is Jesus talking. He's talking to his disciples. And he has already been crucified. Mm -hmm. He's already resurrected from the dead. And this is that time frame between when he was resurrected and before he ascended. And he really just honed in on some teaching and some experiences with the disciples. And one of the main things he was emphasizing with them was, I am sending what the Father promised. That's the Holy Spirit. I am sending the Holy Spirit. So go and wait for empowerment. So we're going to talk about being activated today. Um, it's almost like the power of the Holy Spirit breathes life. It like it turns on <laughs> the Christian life. Like right. it's, it's like yeah. boots you up, you know, mm-hmm. and so... Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about, that activation. We're going, to be, we're going to be plugging into the power source today. So that's what we're looking for. And so now let's jump into Acts when that actually did happen. Why don't you go ahead and read Acts 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Amen. Mm-hmm. So this is a very significant moment in church history. I mean, technically, it's like the first moment in church history. Um, and it's important for us to see this as believers today because this literally is the birth of the church. We talk about living worthy of this calling, this calling of salvation. What does it mean to be a believer, a Christian? This is our origin story. So now here we are 2,000 years later having a podcast about talking about worthy, walking worthy of the calling of Jesus Christ, we must realize that the very first adventures into this new chapter got their start with the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's a very significant thing. It was promised by Jesus Christ himself, and the result of the infilling was this dynamic demonstration of power that not only birthed the church, but it also lit up the church and it, as it has since the beginning, Uh, In the many seasons since the beginning of the church, it's that power since that very first day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. So it's very important for us to see that it is something that is, it got the church going. And uh, to use that as an analogy, it's the fuel that we continue to run on. So um, without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we'd be left high and dry. Jesus wouldn't have kept his promises. His followers would have been snuffed out. Uh, You Mm -hmm. cannot get any further talking about the the activation and the the power in the Christian church without talking about the Holy Spirit. So we acknowledge you, God, the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and your role here. Um, And so that's what we're going to focus on tonight as we talk about being active believers, realizing what's going on really here. So with that, we're going to take on fruits of the Spirit first, the fruit of the Spirit, and then we're going to look at gifts of the Spirit. So to look at fruit of the Spirit, we're going to jump over to Galatians. Now, we mentioned the Apostle Paul a little bit, and He's one of our favorite authors. He wrote a lot of the letters that we find in the New Testament. And these are dialogues and instructions that are being sent from an apostle, someone who planted a church and who raised up leaders and then has gone on into other areas and other ministries. 
and he's writing back. And so it's a lot of instruction. It's a lot of theology. It's just a lot of good stuff. And even as the church today, as we read through it, it gives us a lot of things to work with. So it's very mm-hmm. applicable stuff. And so this is what he was writing to the Galatians. And this is chapter 5 of Galatians, verses 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Mm. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Yeah. Keeping in step. Mm-hmm. Keeping in step. Yeah. So this is one of those instances where Paul uses a list. And I don't know about you, but I like a good list. Do you like a good list? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I so am a list. We are, we're going to appreciate the list here a little bit. Um, if your kids don't know this yet, you have children and they don't know the, this list yet, go ahead and teach them this list. If they get that stuck in their minds early, that'll be really good for their spiritual development. But first of all, love, mm-hmm. joy, peace. Patience, kindness, kindness goodness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness gentleness, gentleness, and self-control. So the question I have for you on the spot here, when you hear the list, what are you thinking of? Abundance. Abundance, yeah. <laughs> Abundant <laughs> life. Abundant life. I'm kind of sensing a theme here. <laughs> I think of, I hear this list and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing love and joy and peace and patience. And a lot of it I'm thinking of in the context of relationships. Yeah. So relationships with my relationship with you, my lovely wife, my relationship with the kids, my relationship with my coworkers or my church family or people in the community. If I am seeing, like as I would describe an abundant life or healthy relationships, mm-hmm. these are things that I would expect to see on that list of how we would describe healthy relationships. Yeah. And so we, the other thing with that is that we see these things. If these things are in an abundant supply in your life, mm-hmm. they largely benefit those around you yeah for sure you know what i mean yep and so you you do benefit from a life of peace and joy Mm -hmm. um, but experiencing all of those things in the context of your relationships with other people is like that's what life is all about you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so so the benefit the benefactors if you will of all of this it it tends to be the people around you so to just really drill in that context think of it in the context of like a marriage if your marriage is full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness gentleness and self-control that just sounds like the most beautiful like best marriage the most mature life-giving it just sounds like abundant life marriage yeah you know or parenting what if you had love joy peace and patience let's just go with the top four on the list like you'd be parent of the year right Right. like that's like that's how you're always responding that's how your relationship is always defined it's soaked in that Mm -hmm. co-workers church members Random people at the grocery store, you know what I mean? So when we look at these things, really, really realizing that the, this is called the fruit of the Spirit. We're keeping in step with the Spirit, but look at how, how it's affecting everybody around us. Yeah, for sure. When we, when we have a, just a situation or um, like a problem or an issue that comes up with it in our relationships, is often something you look back on one of those fruits is like something you can work on yeah you know like one of those fruits was missing right one of those (laughs) fruits is missing or broken down somehow yeah as we 
are talking about activating our faith, we will be seeing this kind of fruit in our lives. And it's mainly going to be in the context of our relationships with others. So recognizing, there's a few key here. We need to recognize that just as Christ himself was crucified, so we have to crucify the flesh with its misdirected passions and desires. We talked about that in episode two about our Romans first. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and read that again. But then what this verse is saying here in Galatians is the importance of keeping in step with the Spirit. And so one of the things, I was, I was thinking about that, um, keeping in step with the Spirit, and what I was thinking about was a story of my childhood. I always loved going on adventures with my dad. So we'd go fishing, we'd go hunting, we'd even just take a hike or walk through the woods. And as we were on these adventures, I would follow my father in his footsteps. And so I knew that as he traversed through the woods or in the deep snow, because he went before me, mm-hmm. I could trust that the footing was secure and that it was the right way to go. Because yeah. I was keeping in step with my father and I could see where he was going. And actually, I could just see sometimes all I saw was his back. I could see the next step. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just had that image. I thought about keeping in step and I just thought about that deep snow and how even as a little tyke, I'd almost have to like jump between the footsteps. But anyways, mm-hmm. that was just something that came to mind to me. Another analogy of keeping in step is if you've ever had uh, the joy or burden, depending on your experience, of being in marching band. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody's got to keep in step and you just got to listen. What's the rhythm of it? And so it's listening into that rhythm of the, jumps, the, the drum sergeant. What is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, the drum, the drum major. Drum major. There you go. Not sergeant. I didn't get an upgrade. The drum major and and listening and keeping in step and you're keeping in step with the spirit and you're you're honing into that and if everyone can keep in step with the spirit then that unity is there yeah yeah, that's good so this this idea of keeping in step with the spirit it's the same way it um it's it's worth bringing up we talked about the trinity a little bit in this podcast i think but Mm -hmm. the the trinity let's use saint patrick's example you always use a clover with its three leaves as a way to describe the trinity so you have a three-leaf clover, and there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's one clover, but it has three parts. And so uh, the Holy Spirit is God. It's, it's the, the spiritual manifestation of God. Jesus is God. The Father is God. The Spirit is God. So they're all God. It's one God, and so God is one. Uh, so, But we have uh, many more episodes that we can get into, theology and the Trinity and those sorts of things. But I just wanted to just remind you, like, it's not some, like, weird, mystical like manifestation like it's it's god, it's god as yeah. we experience him so right. so when we keep in step with the spirit it's like we're going on this adventure of life we're going on a walk with god walking worthy of the calling so we're keeping in step with our father we know that he prepared the way for us and as we lean in we listen to him and his leading that path it, we know it will be secure and the result will be fruitfulness we're going to go in the right mm-hmm. way and we're going to get what we need to get in life and that sort of thing so that is the fruit of the Spirit. Those are things that characterize our lives as we keep in step with the Spirit. And we're likely going to see those things visible in our relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. If you are an unbeliever and you become saved, the people that should notice the difference right away would be the closest people to you. And we hear a lot of stories like that. Mm-hmm. Because you're starting to see that fruit in your life and it's such a difference of how it's characterizing your life. But another evidence of a confident believer's life, keeping in step with the Spirit, walking worthy of the calling, is the evidence of spiritual gifts. 
And so to get a little bit of an understanding to this, again, we could we could spend a lot of podcast episodes talking about these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to get to get uh, an understanding, uh, we can look to a list, another list woo-woo, in First mm-hmm. Corinthians 12. So this is uh, just the book before, a couple books before Galatians, but we're jumping to First Corinthians 12. And the context here, Paul is now instructing the Corinthian church on these few Christian beliefs and different things. Um, some of the stuff with the, the Corinthian church, like they were just messed up. They were just like, it was not good. Just like there was immorality and just like weird stuff going on. And then some of their other stuff that was just like the way that they were conducting church, it was just like a little bit like there was like a monopoly on certain spiritual gifts or not. And just like just a lot of stuff that had to be sorted out. So there's First Corinthians, which is one of his longest letters, and then there's Second Corinthians, which is also one of his longest letters. Paul just had a lot of stuff to work out with him. So I feel like we can really relate to the Corinthian church yeah, because we sure. have a lot of stuff to work out <laughs> with. So it's a good uh, it's a good read. But one thing that the Corinthian church appeared to be stuck on was this improper recognition and use of the spiritual gifts in the church. And so I don't think it's too uncommon today to have that same scenario going right. on. Yeah. Um, but we do get to benefit from their instruction, and that's where we're going to turn now. So let's go ahead and look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God works all of them in each person. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit to another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the performing of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. One and the same Spirit is active in all these, distributing to each person as he wills. Wow. That's saying a lot, but we're going to mm-hmm. break it down. So, yep. first of all, we do have another list. We love our lists. <laughs> this list, it has been talked about quite a bit throughout church history, um, but we need to remember the historical and literary context. Paul is addressing this need for unity and diversity of these gifts within the church, and his intent here is to give us a good list. It's certainly uh, not an exhaustive list. It's not an all-encompassing list. It's just a list. I think he just like, in my opinion, listed off just a bunch of bunch of gifts, just to give like he's having this conversation about how even though there is a diversity of gifts, there's unity in the body because it's all from the same yeah. spirit, you know. Yeah. So let's not get too caught up on like these are the nine, like these are the nine gifts, and like and yeah. only you only get one of them. And there's like a lot of stuff that people read into that context that's actually like that's not into that context. So with that in mind. Let's look at verse 7 again. Why don't you go ahead and read verse 7 again. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. A manifestation of the Spirit. So that's what it is. It's a manifestation of the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Where us in the natural have the conscious recognition that God has moved. (laughs) A manifestation. Mm -hmm. But it's for the common good. So that is why the gifts of the Spirit exist in the body of Christ. It is for the common good, for the building up of the church. So what he does is he presents himself, he manifests himself, and we see it in these nine different ways at least, as he wills. And it's both in the distribution, 
where he wants it, when he wants it, and the empowerment and active part of each gift is that spirit of God working in and through us so that God's will, it is for God's will that the spiritual gifts would be active amongst all believers in a diverse way, but in that unity of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how? How do the spiritual gifts work? As the spirit wills. Those who are responsive to him and yielding to him will see this manifest. He distributes it by his will. And he remains active in each gift as it is manifested. So manifestation, again, we're getting into a big churchy word, manifestation. Uh, but it simply means the visible evidence the natural evidence of the supernatural. So being able to use your five senses to pick up on something that God is doing. A very mm-hmm. cool experience. Yeah. So at the discretion and umption of the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts are manifest amongst the believers, and this is done for the common good of believers. Mm-hmm. So how does this happen? We talked about how it happens, but what is happening? Dell and I have both been used by God in manifestations of spiritual gifts so it's mm-hmm. not some spooky thing it's not like you lose control of your faculties yeah. but you you do need to know that it is a power that we cannot wield for personal gain that is not how it works it's for the common good so mm-hmm. as we lean into as we listen to the spirit and keep in step with the spirit particularly in this context of gathering with other believers there will be opportunities to activate your faith mm-hmm. opportunities to yield to the holy spirit and we can allow him to work through us for the good of someone else. And so the more that you do this, the more confident you'll become, the more willing you'll be able to step out mm-hmm. and do greater things for God. So stepping out in faith, this is activating our faith. And so one example, <laughs> uh, this is a funny example. You'll be able to relate with us, most, most of you. Um, have you ever paid for a gym membership, but then did not necessarily yield the results of physical fitness and overall health? Oh man, last year, going into COVID season. So January, right? I was going to get a gym membership. I got a gym membership. We got a gym membership. Remember yep. that? We paid yep. for a we few did. months in advance and right. we're just like, we were ready to hit the ground running. Worked out like six times between January and February, but like not going a lot. And then I actually, because I hadn't been going to the gym, I actually sprained my knee playing with the kids on a snowbank. So like just, I, I was, I was bearing the fruit of having not gone to the gym. And then I was like not getting into that habit. So it's like, it's just that example of the opposite of what can happen. You can totally get off the rails when you're not walking this stuff out, but mm-hmm. You have this power there, this this power to keep in step with a rhythm, to get in shape, to do what you need to, to be able to step out and do more things and greater things. You have that available to you in the spirit. The gym membership is paid for. The spiritual gym membership is paid mm-hmm. for. And the fruitfulness of living an active faith life, everything that you need to do that has already been given to you. But you do need to be the one that steps out and do it. You know, right. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this year we can relate to that a little bit better than last year. Because then COVID hit and yeah, we and then, didn't make it back to the gym yeah, until... no more gym. <laughs> no more gym. So anyways, um, <laughs> Jesus has paid the price for sin. Mm-hmm. He has yep. sent the Holy Spirit. And so it's not necessarily that we are instantly mature. We're not instantly confident right. in walking right. this out. We're not instantly like faith giants. You know what I mean? But it's this process of walking worthy of the calling yielding that fruit of the spirit as he is active in our lives we're keeping in step with him as we yield to him as we lean in we listen to that personal voice of the holy spirit leading us and taking those steps and then we build that confidence and so that's how we get to this point 
where we are seeing that fruit and that manifestation in our lives. And so to bring this kind of to a wrap up, we got to remember that verse seven, that verse seven says for the common good. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to pull another verse. We're going to go to Ephesians here. And it's the same idea. It's one of my favorite verses, but it's Ephesians four sixteen. From him, the whole body fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. I love this analogy for Mm -hmm. the church. It's my favorite. I've thought about it over and over. This one is really steeped deep into my psyche, (laughs) but I love this analogy of the church as the body of Christ. Christ is obviously the head. He's our source of life, but he's also in this position. It's an honorable position and it's the position of authority. That's the position that Christ has in the church. And so there's several key words that I just want to draw out of this verse as we wrap up. The first is that the whole body, every member matters as each member is supporting and knit together. It's all connected. There's not a part of the body that functions unless it is connected to the body. It's fitted. It's knit together. But every supporting ligament, it's integrally integrally connected. <laughs> and then in this interconnectivity, it promotes the growth of the body, that's a numerical growth. There's more and more believers that are added to the church. But it also builds itself up in love. And that's this process of maturity that we've been talking about. This theme that has come out of talking about walking worthy of the calling is that you will become more and more mature in this walk. Mature yeah. comes from walking. It's continually mo- making that progress in step with the Holy Spirit, yielding to Him, working in and through your life. And then last part of it is by the proper working of each individual part. I want you to hear this wherever you're at right now, that your role in the body of Christ matters. It matters Mm -hmm. that you keep in step with the Spirit, that your life is filled with moments of being activated in your faith where you yield to the Holy Spirit working through you and everywhere you go, others are touched. When the body grows both numerically and in maturity, Christ is glorified. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're here to do, folks. We're here to help you on this journey worthy of the calling. We're excited to see where this takes us. We're here to encourage you to help build your confidence in your faith. And as you keep taking these steps, we want to see you walking worthy of the calling. You will, you really will find yourself keeping in step with the Spirit of God, seeing that fruit of the Spirit in your life, and He will bring you to moments These are often fleeting moments. He will bring you to moments, once in a lifetime moments, to be Jesus' hands and feet extended to the people that you meet. So whether it's through sharing his love, bearing that good fruit, through a manifestation of his mighty power, bringing wisdom, knowledge, healing, or discernment to people and situations, God's plan and will that every member, every believer, walks worthy of the calling. Amen. Now, looking forward, we are looking forward. The The recording of this original podcast happens to be we're getting really close to Easter in the year 2021. Mm-hmm. We're very excited about that because yeah. Easter in 2020, as you remember, yes, was, was uh, a little different. Yeah, we, for sure. I think we made a ham. I don't know. We were all yeah, home. We were all stuck at home. Yeah. We watched our pastor talk to an empty church. It was just weird. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to redeem the time this year. For sure. We are so excited about Easter, getting plans ready at our church. But we are going to have a special two-part 
Easter podcast that's going to be coming up until Easter. And so we're excited to go forward with that. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.